I'm Julia. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to the 29-Hour Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk to uh, actors, writers, directors, anyone involved in, um, in, in new work for the theater. And this week we are talking to actress Hannah Slevin. Hope you enjoy. Don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I feel like you and I are very much on the same wavelength in terms of our lives yeah, as actors. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's it's really funny that you say that. <laughs> well, okay. This is the thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately. Mm. I'm just like wondering if it rings true with like other actors. Like how do you get in the door for an audition? And like, Mm. I've been noticing people who have like particular skills, like for example, like playing an instrument or like, or not even skills necessarily. Like if you have like tattoos all over your face or like lots of weird piercings and like you have a a particularly unique either talent or look, like how how that it from my perspective it seems like that opens a lot of doors mm-hmm. whereas like if you're really specific yeah um which like in it in one sense like in my head seems really limiting but in another way it like it, if you're looking at someone on paper like their headshot and resume it's very clear where you could slot them and mm-hmm. so like all of the opportunities that would be right for them come their way you know what I mean whereas like all of the opportunities that might be right for me don't necessarily come my way because on paper it's very hard to um hone in on like what I have to offer yeah I think about that too do you as a (laughs) white girl yeah (laughs) how to make myself interesting yeah but like stand out or get in a room because once you're in the room you do stand out because you're so talented thank you and you like have a beautiful voice, Thank you. but, but before, but you have to like cross that th- threshold of getting into that audition room. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, that's what I'm like grappling with right now. You know, it's like, do I have to learn some languages or learn some instruments? <laughs> right. But like do, it, uh, the thing I'm thinking about is like, is that, is, is even that going to get me in the right rooms? You know what I mean? Mm. Like. Because, like, I could, like, start learning the violin, for example, right now. But, like, I don't know if that would necessarily get me in these rooms that I'm talking about not getting into right now. They might get me into different rooms. Yeah, so what are the difference? What are, like, the rooms that you guys are seeing? Is Like, how do you differentiate? Oh, I'm just talking about getting into the audition room. Yeah. Like, having someone call me in to show them what I can do. Right, but I'm saying, like, are you talking a specific, like, nonprofit audition room or Broadway audition room or, like, touring audition rooms or just rooms? Honestly, for me, just rooms. Just like, rooms. But also, there, I mean, there's a lot of shows that are using actor musicians these days. Yeah, and that's like, true. So that's one thing. But I don't know. I, I guess you still have to just be true to yourself and not just like, oh, I. well, I don't know. If you're like, this thing is marketable, maybe, today. maybe. But like, you should do what you're interested in. And yeah. And what you're, is going to be sustainable for you. Because I don't know. I always played piano and guitar and stuff growing up, but then I... And I'm like stuck with it. And I'm always like, I should, I should do that. I should brush that up. I should get really good. But, you know, I do it when I'm, when I'm feeling it. When I'm yeah. In when it. you're like, or when well, I'll speak for myself, like when I'm in a rut, I like yeah. start going in these other directions yeah. of like, well, maybe I can incorporate this. Or maybe I should be in dance class. Yeah. But mm. I don't want to be. <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be like an amazing dancer. It's like, yeah. I don't know. And then I'm trying to sort of like. You learn where to like spend your time and money and energy. Right. That's yeah. interesting. Do you feel like certain parts of the industry are fun and certain parts of the industry are work? <laughs> oh. Maybe like for some people because people are just different. For you. So like. Yeah, dance would be an area that, that <laughs> yeah. would be like I would feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, not fun. Not fun. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, and that's well. That's the other. Th- that's like the flip side of this conversation for me is that like auditions are one path to like success in this career. They're like a pretty clear path, right? Like you audition for a project, and then if you get it, then you're working on that show. Mm -hmm. But like the path that I've been mainly going on is this path of like getting, (laughs) I was saying to Julia earlier, like getting passed from colleague to colleague, like doing a reading yeah, and like having um, that writer or that director's friends come and see it, Mm -hmm. actually getting to witness the work that I actually do as opposed to like just seeing my resume yeah, and like what it looks like on paper. And then like, pointing at me and going oh yes I I like value that you know someone sees you in something or recommends you for something yeah someone, and that's so much of it yeah it's like they're like networking and yeah. connections and who you know and I mean that's all it it's like build, you could just go to an open call and someone who doesn't know you and maybe they'll take an instant liking to you or take a chance on you but, but yeah no I I feel you in the same way of like readings and yeah this is like someone I've worked with before and I like working with and right. I'm to work with again. But it's, it, uh, the, the thing I'm thinking about is that it's, it's just like a much slower process to that, like, yeah, whatever you're like pointing at as the success. It's the long game. Yeah. <laughs> Takes time. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to either like accept that that's my path or like figure out how to do the audition thing I'm and how to get you. in those rooms. I'm with you. <laughs> So you don't have any any wisdom for me? Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're in the exact same boat. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like you can try to keep going to the EPAs and ECCs. Some, I mean, it's it's good to do, even though they're like soul sucking and sometimes seem like futile. But like you never, I I feel like didn't isn't that how you met Julian Gordon or like. You never know who's yeah, going to be in the room yeah. and see yeah. you and, yeah. and and remember you down the road for something totally different, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're not right for that project, but yeah. Listening to you guys talk about this makes me think about the trait of ambition. I'm curious, like, do you guys, where do you guys see yourself, mm-hmm. like, along the ambition scale? Like, I'm sort of thinking about how much I think ambition helps or hurts someone in this field oh interesting uh. because on one hand being less ambitious makes you feel less discontent with where you currently are which is sort of you know a draining feeling but on the other hand it's like you need some measure of it to be like reaching for, for that sure. next thing i think my problem is that i feel very ambitious but i don't feel like i actually have the tools to like follow through on that ambition because huh. like I, I guess when i like think of the word ambition I think of like a very like cutthroat kind of thing yeah uh-huh. you know cutthroat and like competition. I or or even if it's not cutthroat just sort of like the grind right just like yeah. always like like punching up against that wall and like just like like that kind of like drive that kind of like um energy of like <laughs> you can't see me at home but I'm just <laughs> like 
pushing my hands <laughs> forward. I'm not even describing it well, but um, <laughs> like I don't really have. So so I I feel like I have like high ambition, but also like a high sense that I'm a burden on people, <sighs> and like those two things just don't really like mix. Because huh. like like for example, I just saw an audition listing for a um, play that I re- that I saw a couple years ago. I think there's a role that's perfect for me, and it's like getting done at like regional theater. And I was like, oh, I'd really like to get seen for that. And I realized that I know someone pretty well who has worked at that theater and worked with the director of this show. And I was like, oh, I could email him. And then I was like, "Mm, I don't really want to put him in that position of like having to like, Mm. you know, vouch for me or like having to tell me that he doesn't want to vouch for me or like it's I just start second guessing all of these. You should email that person. (laughs) Should I? I think so. Hannah, what do you think? No, I understand. It's hard to push your to push for yourself yeah and sell yourself and put yourself out there yeah it's very vulnerable i feel do you feel do you feel similarly like yeah that's yeah. something we're always working on because you have to be confident yeah. and lead with confidence but but yeah it's hard to like not get in that mindset of like i don't even have a shot like why am i even yeah bothering? You know, there's so many more people that are probably more likely to get that or something. Yeah. Or, or there's already someone attached to that project. Right. That, like, so what do you do to push through that? Oh, God. Um, self-help shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listening to podcasts, talking with friends. Hopefully your agents are good for that. <laughs> to push you so you don't have to... <laughs> um yeah i was listening to an interview with um brian cranston Uh and he was he was like talking to like a room full of actors right or i think students but you know acting students and he like asked them like how many of you think that you're talented and like the video wasn't on them so i don't know how many raised their hand but then he says like if if you didn't raise your hand like you really shouldn't Mm -hmm. be pursuing this because if you don't even consider yourself that you're talented and if you aren't willing to like make that assertion Uh to people then like this isn't for you yeah and like that really helped that really helped me like realize that it's okay for me to like assert that I'm talented yeah like because that's always that's the thing that I've always um you know had to like hold within myself that like I feel like I'm talented but there's also this thing that I hold in myself at the same time that like what if I'm delusional and what if I'm not? Yeah. You know? But like, I think um We all think that or feel that way yeah. sometimes. But I think some people are better at like turning up the volume on the like I think I'm talented mm-hmm. and like being okay with like asserting that to the world. Yeah. And I don't know, hearing him say that like made it easier for me to feel comfortable making that assertion. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, like why the fuck would I be in this business if I didn't think yeah. I was talented? So of course I do. And of course it's okay for me to say that. Of and then like saying that gives me that like confidence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you have like mantras and yeah. you know, sometimes you just need to tell yourself that or say it out yeah. loud or remind yourself. Cause yeah, we, we all think we are and think we belong in this business of course, but yeah, yeah you just need to like, it's part of that constant perseverance. I think. But then there are other times when I like totally forget it. 
you know? Yeah. Definitely have our highs and lows. Yeah. It's usually like when you're working and when you haven't worked in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, do you find, this is a thing I've been thinking about lately is like when I'm working, I'm like so happy mm-hmm. to be working on something like using like the parts of me that like I want to be using mm-hmm. that like I just want to like spend that time enjoying the work that I'm doing and I'm not like thinking forward to like the next oh yeah project. I think you and I have talked yeah about I think that. we it's were talking like about this not thinking about what's next what's yeah next? Or, yeah you know <laughs> and it's like it's just like like let me have this but then like when it's over <laughs> it's like oh wait and you're like, I, have I, should, I have nothing coming work. up <laughs> I have nothing coming up yeah yeah no I agree I'm with you and I wonder if that also like heightens that high and low of like the huge high of like getting to work on the thing but then when it's over like having nothing coming up up, it's like (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah is that is there a comparable thing for writers uh i mean i feel like the scale feels a little bit longer yeah i feel like there's less discrete little things and more like maybe like five or six big things that you're sort of like always chasing yeah i don't know well because you and gordon are always like you guys have a bunch of projects like currently in development Mm -hmm. so like do you hold them all in your brain at once or do you like try and compartmentalize when you're working on one you're working on this one um i wonder how gordon would answer this you mean in terms (laughs) of sort of seeking out development for them yeah but also well yeah i guess like gordon's doing the like book writing and like um so but yeah that but also just like when you're thinking yeah i guess seeking out development your focus yeah your focus like are you are you seeking out development for multiple ones at once or like i don't think i think about it per show i think about it for myself and i'm just looking for any opportunity and then for any given opportunity it's like what do i have that's the best peg for this whole oh i see interesting but then I guess, so so then like when you are, like for example, like in a, a residency mm-hmm. or a writer's group or something working on a specific project, like do the other projects go on the back burner? Yeah, usually when we're at a residency, I guess we do. Well, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It depends on what deadlines we have but coming so, up. But like <laughs> some residencies are like a year or two long, right? So like, is that... Like in our page 73 residency, we worked on Something Blue, Magnificent Seven, Left, which was the Millions of Live Dogs play. Oh. And we don't know about that one. There's, we haven't really done much on okay. it. <laughs> and maybe something else. We worked on a ton of stuff. Oh, Whereas I gotcha. like in Ars Nova Uncharted, we worked on Loneliest Girl in the World, then Pied the whole time. I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a rhyme or reason to gotcha. it. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting where where you turn your focus yeah in managing well your do career. you because i guess what i feel like when i'm working on a project is like it's taking up all of my capacities mm-hmm. or at least i'm like i'm letting it take up all of my capacities you know what i mean and so i wonder if it feels the same way i think i'm deeply compartmentalized and nothing ever feels like it's taking up all my capacities in oh. art or in anything <laughs> interesting i feel like that's something i always struggle with is like if I have a million things on my to-do list or in my head, how to like focus on one thing at a time so that I don't end up just being scattered and not really getting anywhere with anything. Cause you're just doing a a little bit on 
everything. Right. right. <laughs> so, like, that comes up in my day job where I just did this like project yeah. management thing where it's like, would you rather have 80% done a, 80% done on all your projects or 20% of your project totally done? Mm. And it's like the quote unquote correct answer is 20% of your project totally done. Totally done. Because otherwise you don't actually have it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See something through, finish it to completion before starting on the next thing, maybe. Or This sort of like touches on something that I think both of you have in common as actors, mm-hmm. which is like very, maybe part of this is just like musicianship, but I think of you both as very work ethic forward. Like I think of you both as people who come into rehearsal situations very prepared. Oh, good. <laughs> oh god i'm thought of that way um, definitely so i feel like on that micro level you know like you certainly yeah it's definitely do. like deadlines help you know yeah. it's like yeah. the, the thing you have coming up you have to you have to get that done so yeah and i think for me it's also like when i do get the opportunity to work on something is i mean whenever i worked with you it's been <laughs> a thing that i've like been really excited to work on right so like i just like want to dive too. into it you the know thing what I mean? that you yeah the thing that you want to be working on yeah <laughs> that you're most excited about is the thing you're gonna so first, probably uh, but but even when it's like a thing i mean i've been pretty lucky lately that like i've pretty much only been working on things that i'm really excited about yeah, yeah, but even when great. it's not i still want to come in and sort of like have done my homework like be able to have the conversations even if i'm not like fully there i mean obviously i'm never fully there without collaborators but like i want to do my part so that when i get in the room we can actually like use the time for sure wisely to have the conversation to have the the deeper conversations that are really going to like get us all where we want to go as opposed to like the superficial conversations that like we all could have done on our own mm-hmm. yeah you, know? you have to be prepared yeah which you always are I wonder, do you ever find, because you have a reputation for being so quick and so well prepared, mm. that you are being put in an, do you think you're ever put in an unfair situation because people are like, well, Hannah will do it. Hannah, Hannah knows how to um, do this. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like someone that doesn't know me. Hmm. I well, feel like or, the or just word like, unfair like, is this like is pretty asking loaded, too though. much. Yeah, well, unfair. I, I don't know. Like I'm thinking Not about like, necessarily. I like, mean, there's like auditions whatever. where you're like, this packet is insane. Oh, yeah. I mean that that's pretty okay, much yeah. like the thing I can think of is just like they expect you to learn so much material, and then of course they're not going to have you do barely any of it. Right. Oh, that's that's frustrating. really frustrating. It's just like I'll get a call back for something, and like. I spend so much time learning all these songs and, yeah. and then they have you do like the first 16 bars of like one of them. Uh, right. <laughs> so you're why like, do they why? do that? Why? Why? <laughs> I think it's because they want to like cover all their bases. Yeah. Like I, it's like, I want to know what to focus on. Like, tell me what's right. actu- what you're yeah. actually going to need. <laughs> what do you actually need to see? But I wonder, me? <laughs> I mean, this is like completely speculation. I've, I haven't actually talked to any casting person about this, but I wonder if it's like, they want you to prepare all this stuff so that when you get in the room and and you do the first thing, they're like, oh, okay, we can see that she can do this, but we're curious if she can do this. And then they ask you to do that side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you get in and like they're like, oh, great, we can see that she can do this and this, but now I'm curious if she can do that. And so then they ask you to do the third side. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like there's certain levels of like a theater company or something where 
that is the case and yeah. they're not wasting your time and then there's like you know some like regional lower tier regional theaters that maybe it, they're just not like as organized or they just don't know how things uh, work or mm. don't have appreciation for like what actors do and their time it's that they're uh, yeah i think there is a difference <laughs> sometimes <laughs> thinking of like a couple recent experiences i won't name the names <laughs> but, but yeah i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> that is um, but that's the only really situation that i can think of, of i was thinking someone. about it because i was thinking i know brandon and i wrote a song for you oh. you know <laughs> you had what like maybe about 48 hours to learn it and then we were like we're videotaping that, you do it. oh yeah it was like the day before and then we were filming it at like 9 a.m the next day <laughs> that was the other thing i was just like oh. yeah but, but no i'm i'm used to that, we, used <laughs> that like, we had that with brandon too a couple of months yeah. ago the, for that concert yeah um, i think i got it like 23 hours before the <laughs> performance and you knew it cold you're brilliant no but I, like i think i get it and i'm used to it and i've never used the word unfair in my head no i just like i understand and appreciate writers and what they do in their process and so yeah i don't i don't i don't see it that way this is actually something else i wanted to talk about is i do just think like maybe i just have like a weird fascination with like theater couples that like <laughs> you and Brandon since you are an actress who lives with a writer yeah there's a very close collaboration there and I feel like I'm hearing stories about you know like or imagining like it's midnight and he has a brand new song and he's teaching it to you like <laughs> I'm curious what that dynamic is like um yeah that sometimes um or I just like I'm gonna go to bed I know he's gonna be up all night writing <laughs> it and then I'll get get it in the morning <laughs> no it's yeah it, it's fun because He'll show me stages of it along the way, or like listen to this, or this is what I have so far. I oh, like I like cool. seeing it. So grow. you're like consulted in the process. Yeah, sure. And sometimes that's really nice. My opinion, you know, is wanted <laughs> or, or helpful or not. Mm. But no, it it is fun. It's fun seeing um and then hearing the finished product when I've there's like a hook or something that I've been. That I've been hearing him play or write for for a long time. That's that is interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like in getting to know your voice so intimately, you've sort of taught him things about like writing for voice or writing for you? Maybe I don't know if I've taught him. Th well, maybe like unconsciously, but Probably. but I do feel like he's he's like he knows my voice pretty well, and so when he writes things that I'm gonna sing, um, they're usually like in a great key for me, <laughs> or like he knows my range and he knows. That like that high belt note. <laughs> what is like, your note? Just out of curiosity. Well, like the D, the E is really good. You know, mm. that's like a good sweet spot, E or F. Mm. But like D is harder. Oh, you know, interesting. You get oh, it? It's weird. like it's weird. It's a really weird yeah, thing. I feel like you think of like around C or D is like the standard. Like, yeah, but like note. if you're gonna like give me some crazy big moment and I have to sustain some belt note, like do not make it a D. <laughs> Please huh. make it an E. You know, like those are the kind of things that he knows. <laughs> Just That's interesting because for me, if it if it's you're gonna give me some big sustained belt note, do not put it on an E vowel. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I do not want that. That too. That's not always avoided, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think he just like knows my voice by now. Do you? I'm. I've. I think we talked about this a little, but I'm. I'm curious. Like, does it feel like? I don't know, because, like, for me, my relationship is, like, this, like, 
sturdy rock, but like completely outside of the business. Mm -hmm. So like, does it, does yours feel like this like sturdy, like touch point within the business? Like, cause like, cause you obviously like have this like wonderful relationship, but then you also have this wonderful like working relationship. Yeah. Um, I mean like, yes and yes. Uh Yeah. It's nice to be with someone who's doing kind of what I do, but not exactly what I do. Yeah. You know? I mean, I love like actor power couples. That's awesome. But <laughs> I <laughs> never was able, never able to make that work. And it's kind of nice to not be with another actor, but some, but a writer. Um, I just that's a really cool dynamic and partnership. And I love singing his stuff. And when he writes something for me, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but then he also like he is a day job outside of the business and. Yeah, we have other things too. So yeah, it doesn't always feel like we're. It's there's definitely like that life outside of yeah. Well, um, of course, of course. The theater. I guess what I'm wondering is because like, there will be times when I've got nothing going on, mm-hmm. and I just sort of feel like anchorless. You know, like I don't. And you know, there are people that I like yeah. work with a lot, mm-hmm. and that's wonderful. But I don't have like that direct of a tie to someone as you do yeah you know no it's good you have to like it's nice to support each other and try to inspire each other in that way yeah and so I I always feel sort of connected to that world even if I like haven't done a show in a while yeah we're always like sort of working on something together or or just or talking about things and engaging and things seeing shows together yeah. And then discussing them. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I th- I was thinking about that just like I met him pretty shortly after moving here. Right. And so like what would my life what would life in New York feel like if I hadn't if I was just like single in New York <laughs> being trying to be an actor? I don't know. I just like it would be a very different experience. Yeah. And I'll never know. <laughs> this is your if then moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna put some glasses on you and you can have a different path right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well because uh a lot of the people that um you and i have worked together Mm -hmm. other than brandon with are like people that i'm assuming you met through brandon yeah or i met i met brandon through sam salmond actually oh i know him first um so yeah, I, I was also like, would I have been at MTF if right. I hadn't mm. met him? Yeah, just like, would my my friends and my people and my collaborators have been the same? Because there's so much overlap now. It's yeah. yeah, like that. Those NYU writers too, that world especially. Yeah. And MTF and yeah, just like it's hard to imagine. <laughs> well, can I ask you, like, when you were first moving to the city, like, what were you imagining it oh would God. be like? I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> at all. Well, why did you want to move to the city? Um, I was kind of on the fence about, I'm from the D.C. area, and I kind of didn't know if I wanted to move back there or move to New York. Um, but... Because you were in college in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. A lot of my friends were moving here. I didn't want to get a have to buy a car. 
And I had a brother who lives here. Uh huh. And I could like crash on his couch for a few months while I figured shit out. And so that helped. So I kind of just took a chance and was like, well, I'll just come and see see how it feels. And so I did and I never left. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just sort of like, this is what it was for me. Yeah. Just this sort of like, I'm moving to New York because that's where theater is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I, I thought about Chicago. I, I never really considered L.A. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought about Chicago. I thought about D.C. and, and New York. And um, I think I wanted to be on the East Coast. And yeah, I just ended up here. Mm-hmm. And it was like where everything was at, where everything yeah. was happening. Talking about ambition, I feel like, you know, what if I had decided to like go back home, would that have been the safer, less yeah. ambitious choice? Yeah. Maybe. I think about that, too. I mean, there's like those people in those local markets who never stop working. It's true. Yeah. It's, you know, that niche <laughs> world. And I'm like. If I would I have been one of those people or yeah. not in that DC theater scene? When you guys you know? picture yourself like living if you were in that life, like do you think that sounds satisfying? I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot too. Yeah. I was thinking about that a lot when we were out doing Loneliest Girl. Yeah. Because I was having conversations with a couple of the cast members about what it would be like if I lived there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing that it seemed like from, and they work on new work, like, you know, sometimes. Yeah. But like, I work on Newark all the time. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm, this is something I, I, I wouldn't have been able to like consciously um, say when I first moved here. Uh-huh. But I think it was like deep down there, deep down in there somewhere. But like, that's what I'm really excited about is like Newark. Yeah. And yeah. so. Me too. I think that's why it wouldn't be as satisfying for me as to be in New York. Hmm. I don't feel like it would be for me either, but I can't even say why. <laughs> Maybe just because I think that the opportunities to do my own new work would be fewer. There's just so much more, yeah. some more opportunities yeah. here. Yeah. Well, my experience of working with writers who don't live in New York is that they're just coming into New York pretty frequently. Yeah. 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 And I've seen a lot of my DC friends eventually move here. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. To the point where it's like, I, it's kind of just a small handful now. That of my my friends who are there now, wow. but they never stop working. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. another thing. And I'm like, here I am doing the New York thing and working. Right. <laughs> rarely. <laughs> well, but not well. Like in, no, on it, a different you know, scale in a production. Yeah. yeah, like or or yeah, some great regional. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is like I'm always working on something, but there are there are certain types of opportunities that like mm-hmm. wouldn't excite me and like and would would challenge me in all the wrong ways mm. you know what i mean i would just be frustrated and upset because i would feel like i'm not able to like do this the way it's supposed to be done huh. are you thinking of some place in particular no i'm thinking of like types of roles like ensemble roles which is like i'm not trying to like <laughs> i'm not trying to say that i'm better than the ensemble because i do not feel i feel the opposite I, I feel like I don't have the skills to like be an effective ensemble member unless it's like a very specific type of show. Mm, yeah. And so there are a lot of people who are working all the time who are like in the ensemble all the time, which is like fucking awesome. They're yeah. working all the time. They're getting to True work on all these different shows. They're badasses. But that career path just like wouldn't work for me. Huh. Mm. You know? What are those skills? Of being in an ensemble that you don't. Think oh well, you have. first of all, dancing. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the main thing for um, me. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. <laughs> um, 
It's pretty much that. I'm not a dancer. I love but also on- like, I love ensembles that aren't. There's also like a thing of like sort of having to be whatever you're supposed to be in that scene. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a lot of ensemble members don't necessarily have like quote unquote roles, but are like in one scene, they're like the jury. And then in the uh-huh. next scene, they're, you know, you a dancing kind of create your um, own. Yeah. And characters. so like in each different scene of the show, you're sort of having to bring this like different energy that like I don't think I'm like super good at doing at like shifting, like yeah, playing lots of different roles within one um production. Mm. So that's another skill that a lot of ensemble members have that mm. I don't really feel like I do. Can I ask you about just this is just like off different gigs? Sure. I was like brushing up on your resume. Oh, I did did you too. just film in an episode of Succession, one of my favorite TV shows ever? Oh, you watch it? Oh, I love it so oh, much. Oh, I love it too. Oh. I did. And I know, Sam, you like that show as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we've talked so about it good. a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in a, a on-camera class the other day, and um, the casting director asked us to introduce ourselves with, like, what's, if we could be on one show in that's filming now, what would it be? And, like, everyone was saying, like, Maisel and Younger. You know, those are some of my dream ones. But someone said Succession, and I was like, oh, I've been on someone's dream show. Oh. I felt really amazing. That's cool. <laughs> no, uh, I did. I have one line. I hope they don't cut it out. <laughs> if this comes out in August, I think you were saying, um, that's when it, season two premieres, and it's episode two. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I just had a one day on it. Uh, it was my first co-star. It was very exciting. And I had a scene with Nick Braun, who's an angel. Um, he's six six. Wow. <laughs> I look very short next to him. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it was so fun. It was amazing. And I got hooked on the TV bug and I want more now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what hooked you? What made it a good experience? Oh my god, everything. It's I mean, it's so different. It's amazing. Um I mean, I like how it's how fast the that world works in terms of casting that's mm. good <laughs> you're oh, not yeah. like you saying that waited. your experience going in was oh yeah it's so quick you're and you're barely in there and then like you find out the next day or two days later oh. and then you know you might shoot it that week i shot it like a month later but you're and not like, i thought i thought you were waiting around that, like, for months like wondering it just you... felt like such a blip walking into that room oh that yeah it's sort of like because it's a one-liner you're yeah. like what am i <laughs> how I don't know how I booked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did. Did you w- in your audition? Did you say that line? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, but then I on set, I tr- uh, the writer had me try like all these alternate lines, huh. and so I don't even know what it's gonna end up as because I tried like three different things. That's cool. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they ended up using. <laughs> um, whatever was funniest, I guess. I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to. To be a principal and you show up in your little trailer and fitting and then you get in the hair and makeup chair and someone makes you look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I really enjoy the process um of just of the day and watching the monitors and hanging out and seeing how the shots are set up and I think it's all really interesting and and cool. Oh, I just like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little refreshing it. from the in the musical theater world. <laughs> so if I had to extrapolate, it sounds like, because I always, when I picture a film or a TV set, I picture like chaos and stress, but it sounds like no. it was like chill in chill. a way that maybe some no, I think it was like, are not. I was called at 7 a.m. And then I probably didn't 
end up shooting it till 3 p.m. Wow. So it was a lot. It, it's a lot of like sitting around and getting ready and going to set and oh you're oh they're gonna shoot this next and then you're waiting and then they don't oh never mind change of plans and then oh you're gonna go to lunch and then you have to go back to the trailer and like have touch-ups like have everything redone <laughs> and then go back and they're like oh maybe okay now they're gonna shoot it here <laughs> it's just like oh you're up and then ready yeah mm-hmm. um so it's a lot of that but wow but um i don't mind it i feel like that I mean, that's great. I feel mm-hmm. like I would really mind it. I feel like it yeah. would just turn me into a stress ball. I'm sure it's not for everyone. Yeah, like just like that, like that feeling of like always being on deck. Yeah. Would, yeah. I, I, no, well, it's, it is stressful. Yeah. Because then you're like, I want to not mess up my hair or makeup <laughs> or like anything. Yeah. Or, or just like, yeah. Be, one thing that was really funny is that I'm like, the line was so specific and weird and wordy and like not supernatural like not a thing that people really say (laughs) outside of television and so I'm like going over it all day in my head so I don't fuck it up and then like right before we shoot it he's like oh do this instead and like hands me this page with three alternate lines and so like I was like why was I even bothering (laughs) why was I trying (laughs) to memorize that or get that right because it's gonna be something different last minute anyway Hmm. (laughs) that was very funny to me um but everyone was really nice and really cool. And I had so much fun. And I love that show. Me too. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm stoked for that. Now I want more. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Um, are you sad you never considered L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> I think about that now. Um, I, don't, I mean, I still love theater. I still yeah. love musical theater. Um, maybe someday. Mm-hmm. But I don't. for now, it's like it feels like a whole different world. I don't really have connections out there like my people i mean i have some friends there but um i haven't really i've been there once when i was in like the seventh grade i haven't been back since and just like the casting world like i don't know right those offices it right so i feel like it, it would feel like starting over yeah if i did that i wouldn't know where to start i don't know much about la um my agency isn't by coastal you know mm-hmm. it, it would mm-hmm. yeah but, you know, maybe someday. Yeah. We'll see. Just mm-hmm. got to get on all those New York shows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what I've been. I've there's been, a lot. There's a lot. And there's going to be more and more. Like Netflix just. And not, they're building some like multi-billion dollar like studio in oh, Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. There's going to be like cool. even more stuff wow. happening here. It's not going to slow down. Good. Yeah. That's great. And there's. A lot of those procedurals, they're on yeah. hiatus now, but going to come back soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I've been focusing my energy recently. It's like on-camera classes and trying to meet TV casting offices because those are the people I don't know, don't know me. So it's yeah. like trying to get them to take a chance on a fresh face. <laughs> How do Is I get in those rooms? <laughs> I've never been in a, like, obviously, like an on-camera class. Mm-hmm. Is there, are there basic tenets of, like, stylistic differences between theater and film? Oh, yeah. I mean, just technically, everything's smaller. Right. And, yeah, you have to be aware of the frame and your eyeline and, and um, yeah, just, like, bringing everything down. Yeah, it's very What would you say the reverse if you were telling, like, if you were, like, training a film person on, like, how to do theater? Just oh. the opposite, make it all bigger. Don't think about yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. And it's hard to explain because it's not necessarily like 
big or small. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, but there, yeah, it's definitely more about movement. Like you don't have to think about that when you're going in to a on camera audition. But that is something you would. You're more like thinking about your body and your and your movement in space in theater and yeah. using yeah. the room and the yeah. space. I just that's not something um, you have to think about. Right. I just film. filmed a uh, a music video that's like a promotional video for a show I'm gonna go do this summer, and it was us just like it was like there were four of us we were like playing instruments like a rock band right so like and i'm playing the bass and we like before it started they like sent us this email being like so we just you know we just want it to look like you know you guys were just like a rock band and like they sent us that like 1-800 cars for kids um (laughs) commercial have you ever seen that it's just like a bunch of like children Uh like standing like set up like a rock band but they're (laughs) like you know look like children like Uh trying to pretend to play these instruments and it looks really silly and they were like we just don't want it to look like this we want it to look like you're actually playing and Uh. like i've never touched a bass guitar in my life (laughs) and so i'm like what like are am i gonna like totally like fuck up this video but it's because like in my head i'm thinking like what it's gonna be is like what it what it would be like on stage where like everyone can look at whatever they want whenever they want to yeah Whereas, like, I get on set and I'm, like, watching the camera, like, move around. And at certain points, it's just, like, not going to be on me. You have to know and then, what the shot is because it's, yeah. like, it's the editor who ends up deciding what you see. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, like, stressing that, like, I have to give this, like, flawless fake case performance. Yeah. Continuous, right? Yeah. But then, like, I'm realizing, like, there's also later in the day they're going to another location with a different performer and it's gonna like all of this is gonna be cut together to make like a three minute video and probably I'm gonna be in it for like no more than 20 seconds yeah and like they kept saying like if there's footage where you look bad we're just not gonna use it and I'm like oh right okay that's an option like people lots of people whose job it is to make it look good so I think But but I I guess and make I'm, you look good. So I you guess you don't I have w- to think about it and worry about it. I guess it would be harder going the other way. Whereas like if you're in um, used to working on camera and you're used to like like close up shots where like you don't have to be worrying about what's going uh-huh. on in the rest of your body, but then you're on stage where you have to be giving those moments, but like fully inhabiting. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can person. see that sometimes in yeah. like a film actor who then does a Broadway play and maybe yeah. they're not. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> Some people can make that adjustment or or start it in the theater. And some people you're like, oh. Yeah. But and then the flip side would be like someone who's like able to like give a really like um you know, like physically like they, they use their whole body to mm-hmm. like deliver a moment like that, moving to camera and then like having it just be a close up and yeah. like the stuff that they're doing in the rest of their body doesn't inform that moment and if like the face is like not yeah you know I think about that too um I mean that's like that's what you have to learn and uh, you have to know what the shot is because if it's a wide shot you can do that yeah but then as it gets closer and closer um especially if it's a close-up you're like doing nothing I feel even all the stuff I've done so far I I think I'm doing nothing and then I watch it and I'm like 
my eyebrows were <laughs> all <laughs> over the fucking place. And yeah. like, why am I, ma- I, why am I making that face? I was making that face. Like, that's not what I did, right? Yeah. Like, it's so like, funny thinking yeah. about like intention as some sort of like physical substance, no. and you're like rooting it into your body or your face. So it's more, yeah, you have to know like how things show up on your face, <laughs> and how to, yeah, you just, um, it's a lot more of that because you might think you're conveying something and you're not, or you're like always doing too much <laughs> even when you think you're doing nothing so that's that's why I'm taking a lot of classes because it's good to just like do it and then watch it back which is hard sometimes but like just to know what you think you did and then what it actually looked like and what you actually did yeah mm-hmm. are you one of the, the people who too. at first or still doesn't like seeing yourself like on film um yeah yeah I'm trying to get better <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, initially, I'm always like a little scared when I when I get the thing right away to watch. I'm like, oh god, oh god. But then, you know, I watch it a couple times, and then I can try to be a little more objective about it. I'm like, okay. And some sometimes I'm like, oh, I actually look good there. Okay, great. And sometimes <laughs> like, oh god, okay, I won't. Hopefully, that doesn't see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> and I find that too because there's like it's a vocal energy too, and I used to find this before I was in into on camera stuff but like you have to film like a song like you performing mm-hmm, a musical yeah. theater cut or something and it's so different and weird and hard because it's not the medium that it's supposed to be viewed in yeah right. it's like this big epic <laughs> musical theater moment yeah. and but it's on a tiny camera and like yeah that i'm still trying to figure out because sometimes i'm like ugh, that was that is not, that yeah. is not good. That's I was good. just watching someone who was it's saying natural. like he will um even if he gets asked to come in to audition in person, he asks if he can submit a self-tape wow. instead because he feels like he has more control over interesting whatever. <gasps> but I feel like for musical theater, yeah, no, see that's just not see I love self-tapes for TV film. I hate them for musical theater. Yeah, yeah for that reason. Because I'm like this isn't it's hard to adjust it and it's like not reflective of what it would actually be or what you would be doing and it would feel so different on a stage or in that space i much prefer in person for for musical theater auditions yeah Yeah. oh interesting yeah they prefer that yeah Mm -hmm. i would never prefer it it's hard even just like adjusting your volume it's hard and you have to like figure out the mic and how it's what's gonna make it sound good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and it can maybe take a lot more contr- vocal control too if you're like in a in a tiny space. Yeah, it's also just like auditioning in a tiny tiny room, right? <laughs> where the pianist is right next to you and the people are right in front, versus like a nice big right. studio in Pearl that yeah. makes right. you sound real good. <laughs> and like where you don't have to think about like not moving yeah. to stay in frame. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're singing a big song, like probably gonna happen, mm-hmm. or at least it probably should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, that's true. Yeah. Something we, you brought this up last time and I'm like, I want to institute it, which I, we haven't asked you like verbatim yet. It's just like, what's like on your mind today or lately? What? Either about the craft or just like about anything. Like, oh what are you gosh. like marinating on these days? I don't know. Maybe like imagining what my, always, always imagining what my career is going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? When like happens. when you, do you. Like, I know Uh, people always say, like, in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years, do you have some future point where you're like, by this time, I think it will look like this? Or by this time, I want it to look like this? 
I, mean, I know things I want to work on and and like goals and shows that would be amazing but I don't know it's hard I kind of try not to yeah. be like I need to be on Broadway by this yeah. age and this point because then like I don't know we're always like struggling with and adjusting what our idea of success yeah. is and what that looks like I just want to be happy and working yeah in I want to <laughs> make a living being an actor that's I mean yeah that's success to me um yeah I think but and making art with my friends <laughs> and I mean I have like shows I really want to be on what are just out of curiosity what are your shows? Uh, like Maisel is like my my end goal <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah now it's my fave um I mean yeah I have, I have like lots of shows I want to be on but um god I don't know yeah <laughs> always thinking about it yeah driving yourself crazy yeah keeps you up at night yeah <laughs> I sort of like recently realized that like my end goal is not necessarily Broadway yeah yeah not recently I've been sort of like marinating on that for a while but like I I recently saw another Broadway musical where I was sort of like here's another Broadway musical that like I wouldn't want to be in or like you know that I shouldn't be in yeah right? uh-huh it'd be a very different I don't know I've never been in like that a long-running show like that eight shows a week for an extended period of time hmm. it's kind of a specific yeah lifestyle well you did do a theater work show I did do a theater work and that, tour and that's and three months an felt, extended felt <laughs> like forever oh. <laughs> Um, just right yeah, no, it just it you, would be very to like be on Broadway for a year, or two years. If it, yeah, I just I'm always curious what that would feel yeah. like. Well, what did it Not feel? That I wouldn't want to, but yeah, I've never really been theater works. Feel like did you? Because I did a six month theater work tour, and I definitely felt like it helped me sort of like understand what it means to like do something for a while. Yeah, um, that was my first time touring too, so. Yeah, I don't know that I got sick of the show or doing the show necessarily. Yeah. You you try to find new ways to keep it fun and fresh. Um, but that kind of happens just with a tour because you're always in different places with a different audience yeah. on a different day and it feels different. Um, but just like that that kind of tour lifestyle is, is challenging. challenging. Yeah, so challenging. I wonder what like a, <laughs> a, a national tour would feel like. Yeah, but in terms of that, like... For for me, it's still by far the longest run I've yeah, done. Yeah, that's my longest run of something. And like it was, I did have to sort of like recalibrate, or not re necessarily recalibrate, but just sort of like realize like, oh, like it's my job to like keep this fresh for six months. Yeah. Um, like you're at least yeah. I've not that I wouldn't love to be on Broadway, <laughs> and I still I did, but but I've never really been like, I have to be on Broadway. That's my that's my dream and my goal. Cause, yeah. It's, there's so much. When I first moved to the city, I totally was. It was. Just yeah. because, you know, that in my head, that was sort of like the, what what there was to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And the more I've lived here and the more I've worked on different things and the more I've experienced like different facets of this industry, it is no longer the only thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I wonder about that if, if that if I felt that way, be cut, speaking of like ambition and if I was doing that 
not, not selling yourself short, but like as a as a protective thing mm. of like, yeah. if I don't s- declare that yeah. I will be on Broadway, yeah, then I won't like be disappointed <laughs> by it, or if I'm not, or have that expectation, yeah. or if it's just if I really did feel, yeah, I wanted to work on like exciting new stuff regionally and in the city, and yeah, yeah, I mean, but it would be really cool and interesting to be in one show for a long time too and have that like a company and that family and yeah. and that experience um it's probably like really challenging mentally emotionally physically yeah. vocally yeah. um i can't tell if this quite relates but one of the silicon valley people i follow on twitter just posted this thing about how like anybody c- i don't know if i believe th- i'm thinking about whether i believe this or not like the quote is like Anybody can have anything they want, but nobody can have everything they want, and pursuit of the latter will stop you from the former. Mm. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, is, so is this a tech person or an actor on the show Silicon Valley? Oh, this is a tech person. <laughs> okay, okay. Just wanted to clarify. Good clarification. That. That's what Silicon Valley means to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just thinking with that in terms of like Say Broadway. it one more time. Um, Anybody can have anything they want, but nobody can have everything they want. And pursuing the latter can get in the way of getting the former. Well, do you do do either of you agree with even just the first clause? Because I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I think that might be spurious. I don't think I can have anything I want. Like, like I don't think I, I don't think I can just say I want that one thing and have it. Right. I mean, yeah. I guess my interpretation of it is if you are doggedly pursuing that one thing Anything's with like a possible. thousand percent of your energy, you will get closer than if you're sort of pursuing oh. a bunch of things. Yeah. I don't even know huh. if I agree with that. Oh, though. I see. So Narrowing it's, it's more sort of along goals. the lines of like pick one thing to pursue instead of like mm. um, instead of like half-assing going down, a bunch of half-assing few, down 12 different things. roads. Hmm. That feels... Yeah. Wise. There's probably, just think There's probably yeah, some truth of, like, to that. the Broadway goal, if it's like Broadway or bust versus. Yeah. Oh, that's people that are just like, have to get to Broadway, have to get to Broadway. Yeah. You know, and that's like their one focus but is, goal. But yeah. like, but, hmm. but like the, uh, the other thing that's confusing about it is that like, is a Broadway show anything or is it everything? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess anything is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So then what's everything? I guess like I'll be rich from acting and I'll have creative fulfillment and I'll have a Tony Award and I'll have a baby by this time. Oh, sure. So you're saying like (laughs) anyone could like book that Broadway show, but it's not necessarily going to like be the one that's like super artistically fulfilling. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know. The less I'm trying to map it, the more I'm like, maybe there's no mapping to be made here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's interesting to think about at the very least. (laughs) I always think it's interesting all the like, theory and strategy on how to like have success versus what you actually literally do yeah 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 and how much of it is just a mindset and how much of it is like actually um things that you do yeah yeah Mm. kind of exploded my brain a little bit that's all rob